0: This is Behold, a VBC Podcast. Our goal is to examine biblical truth that will better equip you to behold the glory of the Lord more fully in your daily life. I'm Sean Helch, and I'm joined by Dan Gillette and Charlie Mang. Without further ado, here is the Behold Podcast. Welcome to episode 44 of the Behold Podcast. I think that's a lucky number or something, 44? I don't know. It feels lucky. It feels lucky. You know, something just occurred to me is we always, every single episode, it'll be like, hey, welcome to Behold. This is Sean and Dan. And then we're like, and who's the third person? But I never really think about the fact that it usually says that in the intro.
1: So now right. I feel kind of silly. No, I thought about that same thing last week. It's kind of like anticlimactic.
0: Okay, listener, you Maybe let us should... know. Should we take it out of the intro or should we just keep it going? Because we have fun with it. But, anyways, dun 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 dun
1: dun. Sean, <laughs> Dan, and Charlie Mang. Woohoo! Yeah, yeah, we haven't had Charlie on the podcast uh, in a long time. Um, obviously, he's been having some uh, some major life events going on, and so uh, he's taking a little hiatus. But he is back, and uh, Charlie, it's just it's so good to 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 see your face. Um, and uh, why don't you give everybody? I, I know on Sunday um, at the beginning of your message, you had some some words just to share with the church family, um, just about how. Um, I don't know how they've how we've been walking through you through this rough time with you and I don't know if you just want to um share a little bit of that now and and so just what I don't know you have the floor whatever you want to say yeah. to the to everyone listening.
2: It's a dangerous thing giving me the floor. We'll see how things <laughs> go here. Uh yeah man well first of all I'm so excited to be back. I mean the Lord has been so kind in this past month just as I've establish some new norms and routines, uh, not just for me, but for the kids and kind of figuring out what, what life is going to look like without Sarah. Um, these are the kinds of markers for me that, that feed into my hope, you know, my, my hope Mm -hmm. for, um, just life without, without Sarah here, um, is getting to, to get reacquainted with these types of responsibilities. And, you know, obviously, I miss my wife and and I miss uh I miss her feedback and her uh influence uh in my life in my kids' life and our friends' lives all those kinds of things um but there is a there is a deep sense of gratitude that her suffering's done and that uh and that now this is a new season and it's time to find the new normal and all that kind of stuff but it's, it's stuff like this, like getting to be with you guys, getting to talk about this stuff. It's stuff like Sunday morning, getting to get up there and teach again, which I just yeah. was so excited for. Um, but it really is, it is the stuff of this community um, rallying around my family. And, and I know I mentioned just the deep gratitude I have, um, but I guess it's worth mentioning again, just how much I love um, Valley Bible Church, the, the folks that are a part of this community um who are showering us with, with encouragement and notes and cards and support and all these different things. It really is um, it really is an extension of Christ and, and it has deepened uh, my relationship with Christ in a very unique way, just to see the way he moves and cares for folks through his body. And, and man, I'm just so, so, so thankful, uh, to the folks for, for prayers, for, for everything that's been coming our way. We, we are truly, truly blessed.
1: That's cool. Yeah. And, and just, just to represent, you know, that the community, like we're grateful too, that you and your family have let us in, you know, to, um, to enter into that with you and, and to, to help you guys, you know, to help carry some of the, the burden and, and, it truly is a blessing, you know, to, to all of us too. And we're so grateful that, yeah, that you're, you're getting back into, you know, um, rhythm with, with just some of these things, because yeah, your, your, um, your gifts are a blessing to us and we, um, we need your, you know, we need you to be part of this body. Um, so it's awesome, man, to have you back. Um, it's funny, right? Yeah.
2: It's funny the way God created things, right? Is that we would be of mutual benefit <laughs> to each other. It's wow. it's just an incredible thing.
0: If
1: only there is yeah. a
2: series
0: for this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. Well, well, speaking of series, you know, so we've been, we've on Sunday mornings been going through this, Who We Are, a VBC Journey series. And we've been looking at these core just doctrinal beliefs that we get from scripture just about who God is what is life all about? Who are we? And, um, and just, you know, what is, what is Orthodox Christianity, you know, look like? And I think it's just been so, uh, encouraging, I think for all of us, challenging, just bringing us back to, you know, the fundamental, the basic things. And I think especially in this time that we're in right now, where, man, there's so many different messages out there and there's so many different worldviews and, and there's just so much noise. It's been very refreshing for me just to, to come back to, um, I don't know, just the basics, you know? So, so Charlie, um, maybe just get us started with, uh, I don't know, just what have you appreciated so far out of this series and, and then, and then let Sean and I kind of just talk about what you shared on Sunday and how that's been a blessing to us. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I, I just love any chance we have to stop and look at the broader picture. Um, and, and Dan, you had mentioned, uh, in a conversation earlier, which I think we'll get into at some point, but so often, um, it's easy for our faith to look like a jigsaw puzzle, right? Like, oh, I've learned this thing. Now I'm going to plug that in. I've learned this thing. Now I'm going to plug it in, but it's, it's in series like these and and the way this one has been designed has been linear to some degree, and it will continue to be just on how these different. Truths build into each other and influence each other. Like I can't get up and talk about humanity and salvation without talking about the Father, without talking about the Son, without talking about the Spirit, without talking about the Bible. Without you know what I mean? Like it's and we're gonna in a few weeks we're gonna go into the church and its mission and its leadership structure and all these different things. And it's that same kind of thing. Everything just builds, and there's a way God designed it that is so beautiful. And so I, I love these types of things, because we get to kind of zoom out a little bit, look at the broader stuff and start to understand, I think more deeply how everything fits together and how beautifully cohesive it is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's good. Yeah. And, and it and it's weird because it is, it is, we're, we are zooming out and seeing the big picture and, and in doing so it, it simplifies things for us. Um, and so it's just, yeah, I think hope, hopefully for the, those of you that have been tracking along with us, it's been a, a similar experience. Um, yeah. So, so Sean, as you were listening on Sunday, like to Charlie taking us through humanity and salvation, um, what were some of the big takeaways for you? For, for you? Like what, what did you appreciate about it?
0: Yeah. Well, I and mean, I think we'll get to it a little bit when you share in a second too, but um, I, I appreciate that. We're not like you said, Charlie. We're not learning a, a jigsaw piece, you know. Um, and yeah, just reminded of when I'm talking about humanity and salvation. We're not talking about the 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 minutia of like, Charlie. This is the problem in your life right now, and Jesus is the answer. Because that's certainly true. But it's just, it's, in a way, it's comforting to know that this is the this is the reality of all humanity. This is the reality that everyone who ever has been and ever will be it's experiencing and was made to go through, you know, and in that way, it's like comforting in a kind of weird way. Um, but also just, I think it's so glorifying, you know, it's so just glorifying to God's kindness and his sovereignty and his faithfulness in that, in that process, you know, he made a way and yeah, I, we'll get to it a little bit later, but in that, I was just really struck in particularly that, that section about Galatians four of just, man, God has sent the spirit of his son. He spent the, sent the spirit of his son to be in our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. And man, like what impact that should have in our daily life as we now with the son spirit are like enabled to do all these things we're talking about, to, to have strength for today and hope for tomorrow and to, to live with renewed and transformed lives and all these things. And, so yeah, in a weird way, it's like, I was so encouraged when you shared, Charlie, both about like the status of the world, but then also like, because of that, on like a really personal level, just kind of just re- refreshed and renewed my idea of like what freedom should look like in our lives, if that makes sense.
2: Totally. Well, and I think too, man, like it, it's so funny because there's so many things that that flow from that. But when we get our head around the big picture of, of the depravity of the, of the hopelessness, I think is, is the right word that. That left to ourselves, we really have nothing. It it gives us the capacity then, especially as those who have received grace, to love others in the way that we're called to love others. Right? Like there are so many things right now in this world that divide us that that are are engineered to divide. Uh, folks from folks, you know, even within families, different political views, different sports teams, different whatever it is, right? Like there's these things that can divide. But when I keep this in mind, when I keep this reality in mind of of humanity's problem and God's solution, it gives me that capacity to, to, to say the basis of these relationships, especially with those who do not know the Savior, is not politics. It's not sports teams. It's not the way I raise my kids. It's not any of these types of things. No, it's Man, I get to extend grace. I get to love on these folks. I get to point them towards Jesus, and that's got to be primary for us.
1: Yeah, and maybe that's maybe that's a great starting point. Just as we as we discuss these things with people in our in our world that that don't share um, our view, you know, that don't have a biblical worldview, is just to, to just to stop and just ask. I mean, I think I think this is something that that maybe every human on the planet Earth can agree on. Um, just as when they look at, uh, you know, human history and current events and their own, uh, issues that they, that they deal with on a personal or relational level. I think we can all agree, no matter what our background is, no matter what we believe about the world, we can all agree that something is terribly wrong with humanity, (laughs) that something is wrong with the way the world is. And, um... I don't know, just, I don't know how often people spend time thinking about that, but, but a lot of times, you know, that, that relational compassion, that, that understanding of like, man, we're all kind of in this boat of suffering together, um, might be a way for us to kind of like, you know, uh, find common ground with, with, uh, with unbelievers or with people from, from other worldviews. And, um, you know, this, you guys were kind of referencing this idea of like, you know, um, looking at, the Christian worldview, um, as a, as a big picture, you know, and, and that, that idea I think is really laid out well in Greg Kokel's book, the story of reality. Mm. And it's funny, I've got it right here because I was looking through it this morning in preparation for, for this, this podcast. And, um, I, people at home can't see this, but I just realized he signed, he autographed my book. So wow. I feel really special. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that sweet? <laughs> uh, anyway, but, um, this is a fantastic book just, just about, that this very idea and, and as you were teaching on, on Sunday Charlie I was I was I was thinking about everything because the way that he outlines the Christian worldview is just like a story. And he says, you know, um, rather than thinking of um our our faith as as this you know like like a shaken up jigsaw puzzle that you just dumped at your feet. And then you know you don't even know like how the pieces necessarily fit together. You don't even know if you have all the correct pieces, or maybe some maybe there's some pieces from a different puzzle in there, a different worldview in there, right? So instead of thinking of our faith in terms of that, you know, he he's just saying like, man, let's let's start at the very beginning, you know, because I think a lot of times when we're talking about humanity and salvation, we start with something like Jesus died for your sins, right? And and that's you know, that's very true and very fundamental. But, but what you did on Sunday is you took us all the way back to the beginning, right? So that we could see the through line, so We could see the story. We, we know the plot line, we know the characters, we know the, you know, the, the incidents along the way that, um, you know, and, and we get to see it in a beautiful way, just the, how, how it ends even right. The whole through line through scripture and, and yeah.
2: Yeah. I just, the, and, and it's funny cause as I, as I was preparing uh, you know, to talk about humanity and salvation, which we could have gone to anywhere in the Bible to to do that. Right. But the thing that 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 kind of framed the way I would do things was that Galatians four, that first verse that we discussed. What is it? Four four, where he says, "But when the fullness of time came, right when when right. and and what that phrase communicates. And I said this Sunday, but it communicates God's sovereignty that God has had a plan from the very beginning, even before the beginning." For, for humanity on how he would redeem. And and there's no happenstance, there's no, you know, just kind of indecisiveness on God's part. It it was a plotted out and planned thing. And so we gotta go back to the beginning. We've got to go all the way to the end in Revelation to see how that fullness of time, when Jesus entered into the human experience uh, why that was such a pregnant moment. And and it it really is that whole story of redemptive history.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Dan, when you were talking, um, it reminded me of a quote from the book, actually. So I, I looked it up because I think a lot of people do, they they start with, like we were saying, Charlie, like, Jesus died for your sins. And of course, we're gonna start with that. Like, that's the biggest, that's that's the problem we're trying to solve, right? But it reminded me of a quote, and it's Kokel talking about Francis Schaefer, who's like he's a theologian, he's popular in like the 60s and 70s. And he was talking about what he said, and he said one of Francis Schaeffer's most memorable sayings was that Christianity does not start with Jesus saves you from your sins. It starts with, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Mm. And Schaeffer's point was that Christianity cannot be reduced to a tract or a technique for getting saved. It is a comprehensive account of the structure of reality, a rational and real world account of the history of the universe a verifiable storyline of the unfolding of the cosmos. Mm. And I mean, I love how concise that like captures it. But yeah, just thinking about that, it's so important. Like if you're listening, I get it. I know that these days it's hip to have like personal truth, you know, but just get that lie out of your head. Truth is truth. Lies are lies. And this is reality. It's not your truth. It's not your experience with what Jesus did. This is just the reality of the cosmos.
1: Yeah and 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 that's you know one of the things he talks about in the book as well is like you know the 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 story of you know redemptive history creation fall redemption restoration that whole thing that we see all throughout scripture it's the best explanation for the way things are and um and i think i think that's one of the things that god's been teaching me as we've been going through this series is is um man it is so clear just from the things that are made that there is a god mm. right and there are so many reasons to believe that that the 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 written word of god that scripture is a reliable um revelation of that god and and so it's like let's just then let's just build upon that you know let's let's center everything around that and it, and i think you know charlie you talked you talked a little bit about um how death is this it's this certainty that we we all face, but it's a but it's an unnatural certainty. And I kept just hearing it's just foreign invader, mm. you know, like when we look at um, you know, Genesis one, like it, it was not part of the original design. And when sin entered the world, so did death. and it and I think it's something whether we we have experienced, I mean obviously we're alive right now. you know, we haven't experienced death yet personally, but there's loved ones in our that we have seen, right? And then I also think like, you know, sin, when we, when we, um, when we walk in that, when we, uh, rebel, we, we exp- like little parts of ourselves die too. Right. And so I don't know, let's just, maybe we should talk about that a little bit too, because I think it, it's such a key part of the story is that, um, man, we're walking around in this, uh, I don't know, in this like environment of death, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and and how does that, How does that um, play into our everyday lives?
2: Well, yeah, and I think think ultimately it comes down to this, right? Things are not the way they're supposed to be, and we are born with an inclination to rebel against the one who wants to make everything right (laughs) and who has Mm -hmm. through Christ, but we still have this choice in that process. And I can even say, like, in the last month, you know what I mean? Like, I've been so keenly aware of not only my flesh, but the enemy's attacks to— to draw my eyes away from the Savior and to focus on momentary, immediate satisfaction, something something mm-hmm. that will allow me to escape the sadness, something that will allow me to—whatever to, it might be, right? Yeah. And, and God has been so kind, and and just that, you know, He has sent His Spirit into my heart, and it cries out, Abba, Father, I need my Heavenly Father right now in these moments, right? Uh, and, and not that the sadness— Really, ultimately, the sadness is something that I shouldn't avoid. It's something that I need to like say, okay, I'm going to take this before my loving father and I'm going to hold my sadness before him and I'm going to let him speak truth over it. The sadness is real, but what God has to say over that is, you have a hope for tomorrow. Sarah is in my presence right now, whatever it might be, right? Like when I take the the circumstance, when I take my emotional experience, when I take the temptation, when I take the moments that I do sin, when I take those things before him, before his word, I am given uh, uh, the accurate perspective and I'm much more able to reject the lie that this thing is going to satisfy me, right? I can, I can reject that and say, no, only he, o- only my God can satisfy what I need right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, that goes along with, you know, just your, your idea of like God intervening, right. And, and providing humanity with that hope. And it's almost like when, I don't know, I'm kind of hearing you, like when we bump up against this death that, that is in the world now, it's, it's an opportunity for us to train ourselves to, to be reminded of that hope. Right. And, and, and so maybe that's something we can, we can walk in like, is, and maybe just think about in terms of application, it's like, okay, when I, when I feel those inclinations or, or when I, when I lose a loved one, or when I see, when I turn on the news and I see just, oh my gosh, there's like such chaos in the world. Um, we're, we're bumping up against death all the time, every day. And what if it, what if it just, we got into this mode where it triggered us to be reminded of hope? It, that, that intervention that got, you know, brought in through Christ.
0: Um, I'm so glad that you brought that up. And, you know, when we're talking about death, we're not just talking about your physical body dying right yeah. now, right? Yeah. We're talking about your right, eternal right. It, spiritual, spiritual yeah. life. And so we're talking about sin too, you know? Yeah. And I think that's so important, Dan, because when we're talking about, of course, loss of loved ones or hardship we're seeing in the news, or we're talking about the the, the consequences we're experiencing because of sin, I think it's such a common thing that Satan's going to use that window and and put your mind on a lie as far as what the cause of your hurt is. <laughs> you know, we're going to sit there and say, "Oh man, there is a there's a riot in the capital. This is because of this political party or this political party." Or, "Oh, I'm having drama in my friend relationship. This is because of this person said this about this." When in reality, I think it's a great opportunity like you said to just point our attention for what we know to be true is that we're not designed For sin in our lives, we're not designed for death in our lives, and we know that the wages of sin is death. It's going to cause hardship in our lives, and so you know this reminds me of a a situation right now in my life with a, a dear friend who is engaging with sinful behavior, right? And somebody asked a pastor for help and for wisdom and advice in that situation. Friend lost it, right? They're so mad that they would talk. But they're they're so focused on the fact that this person talks to a pastor. They're so focused on that, and I'm trying to remind them, hey, the cause for your hurt, the cause for your grief, is not this person talking. It's because there's sin in your life, and you're not designed for this. There's no way forward now that will not have that hardship because you're not made to do this. This is what this is not what God made you to do, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, and and that's yeah. and that's the the difference, right? Is that man. What God desires for us is maturity, to grow in our ability to take whatever that response is, whatever that circumstance is, whatever the temptation is, whatever any of it is, before His Word, before Him. His His Word is—it's breathed out by God; it's living and active. Listen to the sermon a few weeks ago. To take to take that stuff before truth, and then to figure out how do I respond? What do I do in this? And and you can see very quickly the difference between an immature follower of Jesus and a mature one. And and really the maturity is going to be seen in their understanding of God's word, which is why I'll hit it again, application, memorize scripture, (laughs) get it it in your head, have a pattern in your life where you you go to it daily with this expectation that God is communicating truth to you that will have an effect in the way that you interact with the death that we see in this world,
1: dude. That and that—that's so good. And that that reminds me of you know a couple different things. Like you know Jesus talks about about th- this concept of like don't just listen to my words, but like you know put them into practice, right? Like be obedient in the things that I've that I've commanded to you, and and if you do that, you're you're gonna be like the the, the smart guy who builds his house on, on a solid rock foundation. And, and when sin and suffering and pain and trial and, and temptations come, uh, your, your house is going to stand, you know? Um, also I was thinking about Ephesians four, like, and you, you mentioned maturity, like this is cool. Like, um, you know, Paul, Paul talks about us, you know, not, no longer being like children, right? No, No longer being immature or tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, Right or the or human you know craftiness or or schemes right, um and this is this is the the kind of maturity that we can have when we um when we avail ourselves of God's word you know and and just a little plug for what we're gonna be doing on Sunday Gary's Gary's gonna be um, just talking we get to kind of take a little breath from from um, going through these different you know um, theological concepts and we just get to look back on man how do we how do we use and apply God's Word um, so that we can grow, so that we can become more like Christ? And so I'm really looking forward to that. But I also wanted to you know just circle back to that idea of memorizing, um, you know, which i'm I'm working on memorizing that passage um, i've I've accepted that challenge. I think I'm doing pretty good. I won't do it now because I, I don't want to um. I don't want to, you know, take up the time, but it's, it's going well, good. It's you going you good. could
2: just be reading it and we wouldn't,
1: you know, that's the listener true, would, would not, not. know. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I could, I could stumble and go slow, you know, to make it, make it authentic. But, um, but, but Charlie, you, you know, you talked about something a couple of times on Sunday, just about, about writing God's word on our hearts. And I was, I was hoping maybe you could just unpack that a little bit. Um, you know, what did you mean by that? Um, and, and how does it connect to memorizing scripture and, and, And maybe, you know, how does it reveal to us why it's so important to memorize scripture? Well, I think it has to
2: start with an accurate view of scripture, which again, go back a couple of weeks, listen, listen to that sermon if you didn't. Um, But it's got to come from that accurate view that this is a living and active and breathing thing. This is God's heart. And every time we come to it, it is God communicating to us. Like it's, it's not a static type of deal. It is, it is. Uh, alive and active, right? So that that's one thing. And then, as you guys have mentioned, you, to write it on your heart, right, is not merely just to write it on your brain. Like that, that is not mm, the right. same thing. You know, memorization. If it's just rote memorization, I'm just going to get these things so I can tell my Christian friends that I'm memorizing stuff. It's not going to have that effect because it's it's like. Like looking into a mirror and then walking away and immediately forgetting what I look like, right? If, if we're not right. putting these things into practice and, and not merely just like, okay, the Bible says, do this. It says, don't do this. Right. But, but in terms of what we've been talking about, in terms of our interaction with the death and the suffering and the sin and the temptation and our own flesh and all of these things in the world, right? Like my, my, I need to be trained in my understanding of truth. And so that's that's the heart in it is that when I come up against those moments where the sadness hits and there's temptation for me to go do something that I know isn't great, what can I do in that? Well, sure, I can go to the scripture that tells me I shouldn't do this. And and that's and that's something. But how much yeah. more if I go to the scriptures that say, this is what God has given me. He's given me everything for life and godliness. This is what God says are the results of this particular decision if I choose to turn my eyes away from him. This is going to be the, the hardship that I walk through, right? There's so much there that, like we've been saying, it it, it develops an accurate worldview. And how, how do we interact with these things. And so that's writing it on the heart. It's, it's doing it. It's putting it into practice, not merely to, to be able to stand against temptation, which is a huge piece of it, but it's, it's, it's ultimately how we perceive all of reality. It's, it's gotta be filtered through God's word. That's writing it on our hearts.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And, and, and it, it's really interesting, like, because we, we talk about this whole thing about humanity and salvation is like a problem, you know, it's like a design and then a problem and then a solution. Right. And then, uh, one day we'll fully walk in it. Right. And, and obviously that's how that's, that's kind of um, a very helpful way to think about it. But, but I think, I don't know if you guys are like this, but I tend to get kind of focused on problem solving a lot of times and a lot of what I do in life uh, and, and, and sadly in relationships, you know, if I'm not careful is I, I just become a problem solver, you know? And if you look at that Galatians four passage that you so beautifully like unfolded for us, it, it, it's not simply just the, the, the absence of a problem that, that God is addressing. He certainly is right. He, the redemption process is, is, is God, you know, sending um jesus to 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 take on the punishment of our sin right but but there's there's also just like this incredible blessing that comes along to, with it right and i think a lot of times you know and and just to maybe make it like micro too like we're, we're like oh like don't sin don't sin don't sin don't sin like and we're thinking about the life with with the father as like just avoiding bad, you know, avoiding anything that's going to be a problem. And that's our main focus. And what you're talking about and what we see in this passage is like, no, like there, there's this, there's this, um, you know, family type of connection that God offers us through salvation, through this redemption, we were brought into, you know, an intimate, like family relationship. And, and what if we focused on that more than just, you know, white knuckling, you know, ah, don't sin, you know, or, or, or if we just thought, I think we can get into a place where it's maybe a little bit cold. Like we think maybe we think of redemption or, or, or salvation as like, it's just this cold, like, oh God, let me fix their problem, you know? But it's like, no, dude, like God has incredible blessing in, this story of redemptive history.
2: Which, yeah, I mean, and I know it's a, it's a easy analogy, which sometimes easy analogies aren't the best, but like, I look at like my relationship with Jude and Stella. And if, if my goal with Jude and Stella is only to create little robots who constantly hear my voice in order for them to do what I have dictated to them as the right or wrong, and it's completely mm. void of relationship, things are not going to go well. Right. Thankfully, God does not operate that way. Right. Like his his goal, his hope, his it's it's that we would be beings that were once enslaved to sin, but no longer. And instead, we are now servants who are becoming sons and daughters in in such a a grand way. And and that's what he desires is relationship. Never, never, never sacrifice relationship for a list of to-dos that is not what god communicates in his word it is relational it's the way that he relates and and uh allows us to know him
1: awesome
0: and that's so awesome and you know i think it's kind of in step with what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks in in the context of you know what are we to be doing with god's word you know and a lot of times like you said dan we get into this mentality of like problem solving and i think that's a huge reason why a lot of people a lot of us at times don't experience all those blessings. You know, we're not experiencing what the, the glory of life alongside Jesus is like to, the, to its fullness because we're only focusing on when we're having hardship. Let's pray through it and let's work through it. And of course, that's a necessary thing, you know. But even beyond that, like not only are you missing out on all the good things, but it's also like the hardest time to have to work through those things. You know, I use this analogy a lot, but the best time to learn how to fix a tire is not when you're training on the side of the road, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's (laughs) great.
0: Like we should be renewing our minds and and diving into God's word, writing it in our hearts when times are good. I think that's the struggle. You know, I think for a lot of us, myself, absolutely included, when things are good, we're just not as intentional, you know, because it's not out of necessity. We're not not thinking proactively as intentionally. And, you know, I was talking to, connie johnson about this and for some reason i don't know why we tend to separate the way we think about our spiritual lives and our relationship with jesus from the way we think about everything else in the world Mm. you know when we think about our lives here in the bay area i think a lot of us think about cost of living and housing and all that stuff most of us have put some kind of thought towards the idea of when i turn 65 i'm not going to want to keep working you know And so what do you do about that? There's retirement accounts, there's things you invest in, yada, yada, yada. For some reason, that idea is like so normal for us. It's not strange at all. But then the idea of investing in your spiritual retirement account for when things get hard is like totally foreign. Like, I'm not going to spend time doing that. That's such a waste of money, whatever it is. Um, But then in that process, at least from my own experience, that's when you experience so much of that freedom and joy and peace is when you're in a good place and still engaging with the word of God and with the spirit of God, man, the blessings are there, you know?
1: Yeah. That's amen. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, I was thinking about something too, like, you know, just looking over your notes, Charlie, and it's really interesting how, I mean, it's just, I don't know if interesting is the right word, but it's just, it's just, you see God's, um, like intentional design and in, in this whole thing, you know, when you go back to Genesis one and you see what, what God had for Adam and Eve in the garden, you know, to, to, to be fruitful, to multiply, to subdue it, to have dominion over it. Right. And then, and then obviously there was a problem like, you know, that, that design got fractured and, and we, um, now we're, we're fighting up an uphill battle with that whole deal, you know? And, I, and you, you did such a good job of talking about how there was a, um, like it was a very restful, process, you know, like there wasn't a striving in that, you know, I'm sure there was, there was work to be done and and effort, you know, to put forward and, you know, ways to grow and all that stuff. But it wasn't this like arduous thing, this like treacherous thing. It was just like, you know, it was abundant and free and good, you know, and, and obviously we compare that to our situation now. Um, you know, work is work, And, um, and you know, having, uh, being the the fruitful and the multiply part is, is painful. And, and it's, you know, um, I was even thinking about like, yeah, there's, there's a childbearing process that, that women go through. That's painful, but, but as joyful and wonderful and as blessing as our kids are, Sean, you're about to find this out too. It's, it's a struggle a lot of days too. I haven't heard that before. Yeah. (laughs) There's uh for those of us that have kids, like it's, it's a battle, man, you know? And, And so anyway, so you you see the design, you see the fracture, and then and then I just love how you brought Revelation five in there, and and I don't know if you can expand upon it a little bit now, but but just you see in that verse ten that that um, Jesus is because of of what he did to redeem us, he's bringing us into this kingdom, and and we're gonna we're gonna reign again, <laughs> that we're we're going to sh- be co heirs with Christ in the new heaven and the new earth. Um, and so it's like, everything is just, you know, brought back. Like it's this, it's this consummation thing. And, and, you know, I was thinking about like, and I don't know if there's too, I don't know if this is too graphic for the podcast, but, you know, I just think about like when, when husband and wife make their vows to each other. Right. And, and they enter into a covenant before God and before witnesses and they, um, you know, something spiritual happens. There's this, there's this fusing of the souls, Right. But, um, but then there's this word that we talk about a lot, like that happens later. You know, if you guys know what I'm talking about, wink, wink, um, where, where that covenant is consummated. Right. And there, there's, there's like a, an experiential, like fullness to the the promises and the vows that were made. And, and I just think about heaven in the, in those terms. Right. And I don't know, is any of this making sense?
2: No, that no, that's great. And it, right. Yeah. But that's, and, and that's. I think that that's the hope for tomorrow, right? It's that that idea Correct. that even if we don't understand all the particulars of what heaven is going to be like, I, I love I love the I think Gary says it. There's a lot of guys that say it, but bottom line is we're not going to be disappointed because what's going to take place when when everything is consummated when we step into that that level of intimacy that right now is still is still hampered a bit because of sin when we step into the fullness of that intimacy, uh, things will be back to the way they're supposed to be. And I think, yeah. and then some, you know what I mean? Like, it, it,
1: mm.
2: you know, I don't know fully what it's going to look like to co reign with Jesus, but I know that I'm not going to be disappointed by it. And I know mm. that it's going to, that we will spend eternity with a marvelous understanding even deeper than we have now of what Jesus endured in order for us to have that. And it'll just be this constant state of glory and worship. And, and I cannot wait. I cannot wow. wait. Yeah. I couldn't wait before Sarah passed away. I can't wait even more now. And we just continue to pray Lord yeah. Jesus come back.
1: And I know, yeah, it's, it's wild. Um, yeah. I, and, and, I, and back to your point, Sean, just about, you know, how are we investing our life? And I, and I think, man, just letting our hearts and our minds go to that place where we think about what is it going to be like. Because to a certain degree, it's mysterious, and and we're not we don't have, you know, all the details about what it's going to look like. But Scripture does talk a, a pretty good amount about it. And and if you've ever read uh, Randy Alcorn's book, just titled Heaven, um, it's this big old thick like textbook like thing, but it's. It's it's awesome, and and there's a lot of there's a lot in scripture about what it's going to be like, and and anyway, so if if we don't ever spend time like thinking about what it's going to be like, and then I don't know, preparing ourselves to to reign in that way, um, man, I, I think it's a huge missed opportunity, and I don't know, I think when we get there, we're gonna feel silly that we didn't, right, that that we didn't spend more of our time. You know, preparing ourselves to to co reign with Christ. Can I? Can um, I? This is just a wild. Yeah. Thing. Can
2: I? Can I just <laughs> throw out one verse that I wanted to cover on Sunday, but knew that if I got into it, I would both be an emotional wreck, uh, and and also would go way over on time.
1: Yeah. But, lay it out. This is what the podcast. That's is all right. About, Revelation twenty
2: one three and four. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, "Behold, the dwelling place of God. Here we go. who is Is with man." He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away.
1: So no more coronavirus. That's right. (laughs) No more masks. That's right. No, No more social distancing, yeah. No, I love and if it, that, dude, it, I, Honestly, I love folks, it. if that doesn't get you excited, if that does not stoke your heart,
2: if that does not change the way you view your annoying family member that does not know the Savior, if that does not <laughs> infiltrate in the deepest parts, then 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 something's off for you, and you need to do some yeah. inventory because there is no greater thought than than this Revelation twenty one yeah. three and four that He will be with us, that there will be that intimacy that Adam and Eve shared in the garden with God as God freely moved in their midst. It, it,
0: it ooh, can't wait. Amen. Yeah, man. Well, just as we, as we get ready to close here, if you're hearing that and maybe that's you, you know, you're not excited by that, that did nothing for you. You know, it's a great opportunity <laughs> for you to do some evaluation and and prayer. You know, I, I can totally empathize with people who might say, Because I know several of them who might say, you know, I'm trying this stuff and it's not working. You know, I'm still depressed. I'm still experiencing anxiety. You know, me praying about Revelation 21 isn't going to pay my rent that I'm overdue on or whatever it is. You know, and we understand that. However, most of the time, my experience in talking to a lot of you who are in that state you're not actually doing that part you're not doing the daily writing god's word in your heart you're not doing the daily appreciating for jesus for who he is and reminding your soul of what he's done and all that stuff and and i'm not saying that doing that is going to pay your rent however like we talked about on this episode there's just a, an entire fullness of life that goes far beyond finances and far beyond material things that you can experience in that process that God designed you to do. Going back to the story of reality, that's what we were made for, is for that type of freedom and that type of existence. So I just want to encourage you, if you feel like you've been trying it and maybe it hasn't been scratching the itch for you, don't give up hope because it's not just uh, going back to the beginning. It's not a tract. It's not a method for happiness. This is the reality that all of us were designed to do and therefore all of us are capable of doing when we turn to Jesus like he designed us to do.
1: Yeah, and and let's just go back to Galatians 4, you know, verse verse 6, right? That just talks about um uh you know, the spirit of the son living in us and 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 crying out, you know, testifying to our spirit um that we are we are sons of God. And you know, I think this this is a lot of times functionally how we how we, um, experience the things of, of Christ, you know, is, is the Holy Spirit testifying to us, you know, so that we, so that they go, they go from being just a head knowledge thing to like a heart experience abiding kind of thing. Right. And, um, and I think sometimes when we, um, if, if we're in that place, like if, if, if that person that Sean, you know, described the hypothetical person, if you're like, that's me, you know, like. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to walk in these things, but it just feels dry and dead and numb. And, and it's just not working. It's not helping. Um, you know, we would love to come alongside you. And like, you know, sometimes, um, you can get stuck when you're just kind of going at it on your own. Um, and, and there are so many groups at VBC, there's so many like people that, um, would love to just come alongside you and mentor you and counsel you and, and, and disciple you Um, and I know for me, like if I didn't have those relationships of people in my life who are, who are walking in step with the spirit, who are living life by the spirit, if I, if I didn't have them, you know, to look at as an example or to give me practical, you know, insights, um, I don't know if I would have, if I would have an understanding of that I do have now, right. We're not meant to kind of do this on our own. And, um, and so if you feel like there's something, blocking you from from participating with the the work that the spirit of God wants to do in your life don't don't hesitate to to, just to reach out to somebody and and it doesn't have to be one of us you know it could be anybody in your life right you know yeah and,
2: and to yeah. to really bring it full circle let me just say again it's almost as if God designed the <laughs> church for a mutual benefit type of of thing, right? That we would benefit from one another. Like and it's only And and almost. and honestly, there are people at our church who have been through those seasons, who have been through financial hardships, who have been through loss, who have been through whatever it is, and God says that he comforts us in those times so that we can extend that comfort to others. So please know that oh, that gosh. there is uh there are there are lots of folks who would love to come alongside you. Just reach out
0: man. You know, we're going to drop in the show notes a link to, because we keep talking about it. I'll just drop a link to it, um, to a, the Together series. And specifically, it's fitting that we talked about Ephesians 4 today because, and Charlie, it's fitting that you're here because the week that I'm going to link is a week that Charlie taught out of Ephesians 4 about how God designed us to grow together. So maybe that can be an encouragement to you to do that process, like Dan said, to reach out, to remind yourself that, um, you know, there's no shame in reaching out, needing help. That's what we were made to do. So Check that out if you uh, would like to. And again, like Dan said, please, 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 text any of us, email us, reach out to all of us. Like we are so available because we're here doing this podcast. We're here doing Behold, and absolutely, we hope that it's fruitful and that you listen and are encouraged and growing and all those things. But like Charlie said, it's about relationships. That's what we're here for. Is we're here to do relationships with one another. So if you are that person, we're here for you on the flip side, if you're someone who's killing it and you're like walking in step with the spirit and you're like, man, life is amazing. Then man, we love that. And share that with us. Cause we love to share that with people listening to the podcast, because that's also an encouragement, you know, wherever you stand again, this is reality. This is the, the, the cosmos as God's made, as God has made it. And we all fit within that. And for all of us, like Charlie said in the beginning, the answer is Jesus. And we hope Amen. that that is an encouragement and a peace for you. And that, As you leave this podcast and click end, go about doing whatever you're doing, work, school, cleaning, whatever, go on a run, take a minute and man, listen to it on your Bible app, pull it up in your hand, go to Revelation 21 and just soak that in for a second. That you, if you claim to know Jesus, if you have accepted him, that one day you are going to stand in his presence, you will stand in the presence of Jesus Christ and he will wipe every tear away from your eye. And if that doesn't come for you, then text us, like I said. (laughs) (laughs) Love you all so much. I think that's it, right? Any other thoughts? I think we should stop. We're going. All right. We love you all. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes of Behold. If you would like more information about Valley Bible Church, or if you'd like resources from this episode, go ahead and check out vbc.online forward slash behold. Catch you guys next week.